Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, we're joined in the podcast studio by Ajane Smith. Ajane, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, Ajane, I'm excited about our conversation. I want people to know who you are. Ajane Smith is the the managing partner at Smith Dominguez Law in Raleigh, North Carolina. Ajane focuses her practice on helping clients plan and sustain their legacy through estate planning and family law. She is licensed in North Carolina. All right, Ajane, what, what, what inspired you to become an attorney? When I was little, I'm that kid who always just was like, I'm going to be the president or I'm going to do this. I didn't know, I guess, how to really put it together, but I just knew I wanted to do something important. And um, I used to like watch the judge shows and stuff when I was tiny. And I was like, I want to do that. These people need somebody here to help explain this for them. I want to do that because these people are messing up. Let me see what I can do. Um, And so I just was like, I want to be a lawyer. Told that to my mom and she started taking me to court to watch like cases when I was a kid, like probably not even all the way in elementary school. And it just stuck and I can't imagine doing anything else. Wow. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm always amazed to hear of the parenting nuances that comes with uh, the attorneys when attorneys are, are explaining what the, 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 the small ways that their parents supported their dream. And for you, I mean, I, I've heard stories all, all the way from parents buying the, you know, the, the, the lawyer suit so they could begin to have a suit, a small little suit on to, to visualize themselves as an attorney, but but I, I, the detail you just described, I haven't heard that one yet, where your mom would proactively take you to court so you can see the environment. When you're in elementary, that's a it's a wild thought and a, and a notion. Yeah, no, I, I really think about that all the time. I'm like, wow, I probably wouldn't have even thought to do that. Yes, yes. So, so let's talk to the parents out there in podcast land. Podcast listeners, if you're a parent, Think about the power that Ajane just shared about. She, she captured the concept that you can help your children visualize their future by putting them in the environment so they're able to see what an attorney is doing and, and they're able to, to, to have that, um, that experience of the attorney. And it doesn't have to be an attorney, of course, but I think it's such a powerful idea to... Um, give them the experience of being in the environment of where attorneys are. Now, yeah, I like that. Now, what, what do you enjoy most about being an attorney? My favorite thing, the thing that makes me say, I'm so happy that this is the profession I chose is just seeing the results um, for people where they come in with something because usually you go to a lawyer, not where you're happy. <laughs> but when something's wrong. And especially with me doing estates and family law is usually the worst things that someone can think of, um, a custody case or a divorce or someone's died or they, they're sick. And to be able to come in and watch and see and feel how the person is so you know stressed or nervous or sad and to be the person either by the end of the consultation or by the end of the case, help them put those pieces together and then have a plan to go forward and I just love to see that where these people come to you with so much 
just mess in a way, like a ball of yarn all mixed in with thousand different strings. And then when you come out, you can give them something nice and neat. I really appreciate seeing that because you can see the growth in them having something handled. They may be able to get a new job that they never thought they could get, or they're able to build a relationship with a family member they've been estranged from. So that just gives me joy just seeing that my clients are actually able to either close a chapter or start a new chapter. Yes. I love that. And I love that you mentioned the detail of mess, right? Like in, 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 people coming to you with the, with the, with the drama, right. And, and, and that's the, that's part of the reason that's, a, that's maybe the entire reason that they're there seeing you. So t- talk about how do you navigate, you know, these situations, these stressful, um, maybe sometimes overwhelming situations on an ongoing basis. Like what helps you to navigate some of these things, even like mentally and emotionally, what, what, what helps you? I think that getting your rest is very important because um, I have a client who calls me or texts me all the time, but it is a serious case. I definitely believe in boundaries. And so I try to set those up from the beginning. I tell people, look, I'm gonna give you a cell phone number that you can text me in the case of emergency. This is what I mean by that. Um, But also understanding that they don't need me to be just as hurt as they are. Because if that's the case, then I'm going to be in the same place as them and I'll never be able to help them. People are coming to us and paying for us or if it's pro bono, still trusting us and myself personally to really get them through. So I think of it in that way. I put up that like, I have to be the one to hold your hand in the dark. You know, it's you're just really trying to get through and you just want someone to give you comfort. And so I try to be that person um, because I understand, yes, it's not happened to me. Yes, I do get to see it and hear all the, you know, good or bad details. But ultimately, this person is coming because they need someone just to help them and be there with them. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I, I love that. I love that you get, a, you get a chance to bring in peace or bring in a, even resolution that you describe. You mentioned the whole, the whole barn or the yarn of the ball of the, um, how did you, you said the, the ball of yarn you know, all all tangled and twisted up, but you get a chance to give it to them nice and neat once you're bringing resolution to, um, to their case. Now, how did you decide even to focus on estate planning and family? So I kind of always knew I wanted to do family law. Um, just had like personal issues growing up um, and getting to see things with whether my family situation or other people's, I'm just saying, Uh, this can be handled a little different, you know, maybe someone should step in. But um, also, you know, like I said, I used to watch the judges shows when I was a kid. And I'm like, especially like Maury and Jerry Springer and stuff. (laughs) Like This is just chaos. These kids, you know, you're putting all your business out here, you know, someone should have helped you before. And so I'm like, I can do family law. Yeah, it's drama. But at the same time, this is just something really sensitive to people. And I thought, you know, if I can come from it where I see what looks bad, and I know it can be good. So let me try to be that liaison. But for estates is um, really personal. Um, my mom, I never thought about it. I just always knew I'd be a family court lawyer. always thought that as a child. But my mom passed away um, 12 years ago next week. Um, and I was 17 in high school. And she was really young. She had ovarian cancer. Um, she found it really late. She was 34 years old when she passed away. And she didn't, we didn't have, they didn't, her and my stepdad didn't have estate plans. They were in their early thirties, had a house, had kids. Like they weren't thinking 
of those things. So to help my, my dad and my siblings and things, I had to like help go to probate and figure out how do we uh, help handle some of her items. 17 years old, um, went to court, asked questions, talked to clerks. And I was like, I never want anybody else to go through this. Mm. I just don't. Um, so I decided then I'm like, huh, I should look into what it would take to do estates as a lawyer, you know, how can I be that person? I know that was a long time ago and I was a kid, but I'm like, now I'm an adult. Now I'm in the profession. I want to help other families who like my mom, she was young. No one would have expected that. So go ahead and plan for the unexpected. And especially in the age of COVID, it just more reassures me that this was the right thing to do because this is something no one knows. Kids are getting sick, elderly people, healthy athletes are getting sick. So, um, just making sure that no one has to go through a process that's really difficult and painful by themselves or try to figure it out. I want to be the person to help them plan on mm. the front end. Yes. Wow. Uh, that's a beautiful, um, it's, a, it's a beautiful story with layers of pain, even as you described it. I think about the quote that says, you know, a leader knows the way, a leader goes the way, and a leader shows the way. And I think you, your story really captures that because you knew what it was like to go through your stuff with the estate planning for your, or the estate, uh, uh, the, the probate, you know, for, for your mom. And then, so, you, so you've gone the way, you know, you've done it, but then you've also learned the way, you know, with law school and, and all of your preparation. And now you're really taking that next step. You're, 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 you're showing the way. So you, you know the way you go, the way you show the way. And, um, and I love that notion. And even your, your, um, your mom's legacy and what you, you're doing to help other people to be in a better situation um, that, that you were in, which I think it, it's always a precious thing where um, the people that you're influencing are gonna be, you know, what you described, you said, I don't want anybody to have to go through this um, by themselves. I wanna help them to not have to go through all of this hassle and all of this confusion um, at such a, you know, really at a young age. Exactly, definitely. What has been one challenge as an attorney that you have faced and have overcome? I think that it's an ongoing process, but to me, it's just trusting myself and trusting the process. Um, before law school, well, during law school, you know, they tell you to go to networking events, which is very important because those people may be able to help you down the line as a mentor or something. But I noticed when I would go to events, um, Many experienced attorneys would tell me, you want to go exactly on your own when you start out? That's a terrible decision. Don't do that. Go work for someone else. And I'm like, you've been practicing 30 years and you still work for someone else. Why would I do that? <laughs> so <laughs> to me, I'm like, but it does, although that is where I was. But at the same time, you know, maybe the next night or when I'm talking to my husband, it's like creeping in my mind, like, well, wait, these people are experienced. Maybe I don't know. I pass the bar, I do what I said and start the firm with my partner and, you know, get your first case. And I'm like, wait a minute, do I, am I really qualified to do this? I just was taking exams in school earlier this year. Like, is this really what I'm here for? And just understanding, like, there was a process. You had to go to school, you had to learn, you had to get licensed, you had to take all these exams and tests to get you to where you are you've practiced, you've volunteered, you've shadowed. Now this is where you are and now you're doing it. And I say 
in a way overcome that because now we have four people working for us who are in law school showing them the process and that's where I say it but of course you're going to still have doubt sometimes when it's something you've never done but overall I will say no one can tell me that this was a bad decision you know so I, th yes. I think that just trusting myself in the process yes you know um of course it was it was uh, it's it was hilarious your the story of um of the people who want to plant doubts, you know, and, and probably with great intentions, but even how you, you talked about, um, you know, even the, the, the reality of the, the situation you, you painted where that advisor was literally never took the leap themselves. Um, so I think, so it, 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 it's, I, I think that's such a, a great point for anybody to listen to is, is we, we want to be people who respect objective perspective but not also, I think your, your, your story really captures to not allow other people's limiting beliefs to become our own. And I think even as you've launched a law firm and again, as you're training up you know, your staff, the, the, the other, um, the, the interns or the other uh, law students, and as you're serving clients, um, I, I could see how like, there's that seed of um, doubt that, that could still be in there, but then, but really to, to go back, you know what, um, you are absolutely prepared and trained and equipped um, to be able to uh, to serve your clients and serve them well. And just just but just that whole point does not allow other people's limiting beliefs to become your own. The next thing, next thing I wanted to ask you about: What have you found has been the best way to market your law firm? Honestly, so it's kind of two components. Um, I would say good work in social media and they go hand in hand. Um, we launched our, I am not a social media person. I will tell you that my partner does all of that. Like I may come up with some of the ideas and I may do some of the work, but I'm like, you got it. I don't like being tied to social media, but I will say that we got our first couple, maybe two clients. They started liking our stuff and telling people about us. And then other people started liking our stuff and sharing it. Now we're getting multiple thousands of views on our Monday morsels and Friday fun fact videos. We just put out like less than three minutes, maybe a minute videos once a week, twice a week. And, you know, just little simple things that are practical. It's not necessarily telling you about the law. It can just be something law adjacent. Oh, there's a protest. Well, if you protest, these are the things you have to know before you go out there. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with what we do. But just something that's so simple, so easy, a couple little scrolls is something that has really, really helped us because we get calls and we're like, oh, how did you find us? Where do you live? They're like, oh, social media. Someone was a client and then they liked your page and then I saw it and then this. And now, you know, I really think that that's something a lot of people get scared of. There are all these rules. But if you do it right, I do think that, you know, social media can be very helpful in marketing your law firm because a lot of lawyers don't use it. Mm, wow. No, I, um, I think especially in, in our world today, um, as, um, as a lot of the, the networking that, that might have existed before or was pushed before or was endorsed before, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, you know, there's a lot more, I think, um, hesitation about, you know, networking in person, but to move a lot of that that networking and that connection um, to to the, so, to the social media, the social media platforms. 
I think that's, that sounds like a savvy business decision to me. Well, we appreciate that. And now what, what advice would you offer someone just starting their law firm? So what I would say is just plan. You do not have to spend much. You can start a law firm with a cell phone, like a Google voice account, your laptop, and um, some spreadsheets. Like get you a little Google workplace or whatever they change their name to. Something so simple, so cheap. That's really all you need to begin. Um, yeah, you have those three things. You are really ready to go out into the world. Um, of course, I like certain programs um, that is cloud-based. We're all cloud-based. Really consider that. A lot of people think that you have to have a nice, big, fancy building. You have to have all this and go into debt. We didn't. We did this all on our own. Like we saved up a little bit. We made a plan starting. Um, I always say I made Alexia be my friend. And then I was like, I'm starting a law firm. You should join <laughs> when I start. <laughs> and that's what we did. So she was like, all right, cool. That sounds good. And just us kind of come together with that. So we made sure when we took our classes in law school, we were very, very focused on what we wanted. I knew I wanted to do family law and estate planning. I took those classes. She knew she wanted to do business contracts, real estate. She took those classes. Um, then we also took a look, if you're a law student, um, look into your school and see if they have any type of similar seminar or something about like starting your own firm or even starting your own business because a lot of people can do law, but they are not business people. I was lucky enough to have a career before law school, so I kind of got to see what it's like to work in the real world, but definitely do just a little bit of planning. Like I said, you don't need that much to start up. You don't need that much cost. So the one thing you can do is spend your time getting an idea. What are the costs? Um, what is the normal fee? What are even court costs? That's like public information. So much is just out there for you um, to know that if you just do a little bit of planning, it doesn't have to be a 50 page business plan. It's just, these are the people I wanna work with. This is what I can offer to my community. Um, this is how I want to do it. If you can start from there, you can really, you really, the sky's the limit, honestly. Um, so I see a lot of people, you know, they may have that little doubt bug planted in them and they start worrying, but I'm like, look, just plan, just mm -hmm. plan a little bit. It may not go perfectly. Trust us. It doesn't, <laughs> but you at least have something you can revert back to and you can always update it as you go. Mm -hmm. So I really, yes. I really believe in that. So Talk to me about this, this idea. I think when, when I'm listening to you speak now, even as Alexia and, and I, for the podcast listeners, they know Alexia was, was on the, the prior episode. Um, the Talk to me about your, when I think of you and your story, I think of visionary. Like you see something that's going, you see something way before it's ever going to happen. Um, you see it unfolding. You know, Alexia tells a story of, you know, you telling her about, you know, opening a law firm that the, you know, in the first year of, of law school. And uh, you talk about it even from a perspective of even as a child, like, hey, this is what I wanted to do. You briefly mentioned there about your, uh, your prior career before being an attorney, but that vision has carried you all of this way through everything you've been through, through another career and, and even having your own law firm. What, what's really helped you to, to, um, to be a person of vision, but then to be somebody who fulfills that vision? Oh, that's a great question. Um, 
I would say being a person of vision um, that has helped me because I never even think of myself that way. But I would say is I really believe that we all have purpose. And to me, I'm like, I know I am supposed to help people. I'm supposed to be there. You just think about like your natural social um, institutions and the natural people you're just end up around, whether it's family or friends. I'm like, I'm always that person that someone wants me to hold hands with. They know I'm not going to cry with them. <laughs> but I'm going to sit there and build them up. And, you know, I think that, you know, that's that kind of thing. I'm, I'm, I've always kind of been that person for other people. And so I always felt like, well, this is my purpose. I feel good helping and I feel good doing that. But how do I get there to be the person where a whole bunch of people come to? Um, I would just honestly say you have to make sure that you're trying to live in your purpose. Mm. And if your purpose is to help and truly just be a helper or a guider, or a mentor, or if your purpose is to feed everyone, whatever your purpose is, and you know it, people think that, oh, it's so much into it. It's not. You just look at where you naturally fit in life. And I know that naturally, this is just, I feel like I do this all the time, just on different scale every day in life, whether it's with cousins or my husband or my brothers, you know, I'm just always kind of in this role. Um, so for me, I'm like, this is what it is. Now, how can I help the people who matter to me? What is it that I have to do? Well, if I want to help get, do something for my husband and I, we have plans or my husband has goals. What can I do in my role that I'm good at? What can I do to reach that? Hmm, you should start a business yourself where that gives you flexibility, that gives you control over your day to day. You don't have to worry about someone telling you you can't take that vacation or you can't go to this event, you know, um, I really think that that helps you. You know your purpose. You see it out there. Even with my mom, I was like, hmm, Ma, I like seeing, helping people. And I like this. This was like, well, they need someone there with them. Like, just something like that. Like, how could I fit in in that person's situation? And law was just the thing for me. Um, mm. I hope that makes sense. Into, it does. Into okay. <laughs> it does. No, I mean, it, it resonates for sure with me. I think as I'm, that you're kind of processing what you're, what you're sharing to live in your purpose. It's something I, I, I'm certainly passionate about. I know the reality that so many people don't have the privilege of that, you know, and they're either one, they're wondering what their purpose is. They're wondering what their natural gifts are. Um, or on the other side of it, some people know what their natural gifts are, but then there's not the courage to follow through. And there's not the, the discipline to what do I have to do um, to, um, to, be in a in, in your situation to be in a career where I'm fulfilling my purpose because for me I, I was also prior to a business coach and as a speaker and as an author but before all of this um, you know I was working in a call center you know and I was a supervisor in a call center for five years and I was paid in, in my small world I was paid too much um, to want to leave but I wasn't paid so, so significantly much that it made me um, save up a significant amount to be able to feel comfortable or confident moving into that next field. Um, the way it worked out, at least for in my journey, it was um, my position was going to be eliminated. So it, it was like, okay, well, you could do it. I mean, this, this, this ship is sinking. So um, it's, it might be a great time to hop onto this dream ship, you know, in the analogy. But I think anyway, your insight speaks exactly to what I went through because I would say in my five-year insurance career in the call center, um, I was not living in my purpose. 
I was kind of trying to make the most of it, but I would say 90% of the time I wasn't even doing what I was great at. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah, you're, you're hitting it. That's exactly it. Yes. So thank you. Thank you. So podcast listeners, think about those, those words. Um, Ajane said, live in your purpose. That's, that's, that's a book title right there. (laughs) I might have to write that one down, man. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. All right. Um, the next one we have is, is what has helped you establish work-life balance as an attorney? So as an attorney, if you work somewhere else, I think it's a little easier. But if you work for yourself, it is so possible. You just have to understand um, your boundaries in a way. Some people prefer to work in the evenings that are lawyers. Me, I'm a, I want my day over with as soon as possible. So I know when I go home or anything, I don't have to leave again. I just want to be done. So for me, um, I use like an action planner, um, the action planner. I use that in every morning at like seven o'clock. I'm writing in it to kind of get an idea of my day. Then outside of that, I have, you know, my calendars and I book time for myself where from this time to this time, and some of it falls in the business day. You know, yes, I have a business. Um, if it's important, I'll definitely know. But I know if you call me, I can always call you back. But I book, book some time in my day, except for today. Today is just crazy. But I book time in my day to always make sure that I have at least two hours to where I can decompress. Um, also, since I'm the managing partner, I do so much administrative with the banking and lease, make sure all this stuff is right, um, getting people onboarded and offboarded. Um, I do that at a set time. I'm trying to now with some changes we're doing, it'll be, I'll have a full day to do that. But currently I block off like an hour a day where that's my administrative time. I'm not doing anything with clients. No one can call me. No one can bother me. There's even, um, it's marked off on my account, the whiteboard in our office. Do not call Ajane between this time and this time. <laughs> so I think that just understanding that it is written in red, the only thing in red. So it's like, do not bother me during this time. Um, with virtual school, my younger brother, he has um, Downs and autism. I am his virtual homeschool teacher. So I do that from writing my planner he's getting to my house we're doing school for his required time he leaves I come do law and then I do my administrative um but when I have it planned out I feel better for me I I am kind of controlling and I know that is a problem for me (laughs) but it makes me feel good and I don't feel overwhelmed when I know what's happening even if it's a lie so I think that if you know for me I could have easily said, I'm not helping doing this, send him back to school. But I know that's not the best thing for him. He's doing better by being the, doing this. So I just think that knowing, hey, everyone, from this time to this time, this is what I'm doing. Even if it's during the business day, even if I get a call, unless I have court or something like that, there should just be no one bothering me. Um, you know, I use Calendly. So I can block off. And in my calendar, there are preset times where I'm just unavailable. I may be in the office. I may be at home. I may be getting a massage. I don't know. But I'm just going to be unavailable because it's necessary um, to recharge. Mm, Yes. So many great nuggets there. Um, You talked about two hours a day to to decompress. 
you talk about um, setting up um, firm boundaries where where you're not able to be reached. I think again, business owners, we, I think we relate to that because some most most of the time it's like every day has sixty. 60 tasks and we have about time for 40 or, or maybe if that, you know, and I think we, we all relate in that world of the, uh, uh, in, in the power of setting up boundaries and being okay with that and knowing business is going to be there um, outside of these boundaries. But, uh, but anyway, I, I think, I think the, the control, I, I, I don't even look at control controlling as a negative thing in that space. I think it's somebody who's intentional and somebody who's deliberate with their with their time and they understand um, the significance of commitment you know and and I, anyway so i i think that there's just more power to you in doing that oh i appreciate it that sounds good i like the way you put it <laughs> now if somebody was listening in let's say uh Ajane, they were they were just they were motivated by hearing you your 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 passion your your focus and then they're listening into the podcast and going, we want to help Ajene. We want to help their law firm. We want to help Smith Dominguez Law, you know, from where we're at. What, is, what are some ways that they can help um, support your law firm for, for, for somebody who's, who's listening into the podcast or even who's watching, you know, this video clip? Honestly, go to our YouTube and subscribe. Go to our um social media our facebook um pretty much everything we're at smith dominguez plc or at smith dominguez law um honestly that has really helped us every time we see an uptick our business is growing uh, we're able to serve more people because we do try to do pro bono so we have to have paying clients so we can do help the people who really can't afford us um so honestly just helping us be seen um I'm black, Alexia is Hispanic. Having two women of color running a, a bilingual law firm <laughs> in Raleigh, North Carolina, that is, you know, something that's a little difficult. So we don't get as much visibility. It's growing as people, like I said, when you do good work, people will talk about you. So it's helping. But um, that I would say is like the biggest thing that anyone can do to show us that they support us. Mm, I love that. I love that. All right, podcast listeners, let's go subscribe, follow them on Instagram, subscribe to them on YouTube, even leave them the five-star review over on Facebook uh, yes. and letting them know that, you know, you heard about them on the podcast. And, uh, and so I, I love the notion. So let's do our part to support the Smith Dominguez um, law office. Now um, tell me, Ajane, what are your favorite qualities of your favorite people? So I was thinking about this and I was thinking about a few people and they all have like some two overlapping things. Um, they are honest and they are supportive. Mm -hmm. And like, I think about uh, my grandma Darla. Um, I'm gonna, she's going to be so proud when I tell her this. But my grandma Darla, when I tell her about the podcast, she honestly is like that person where I told her, she probably saw it too when I was little and I would go visit her in Jersey for the summer or for, um, you know, just to see her. And she knew this is what I wanted. And she always talked about it and told other people about it. I'd come visit her and meet people at her job. They're like, oh, you're Darla's granddaughter. You're going to be a lawyer. I'm like, I'm 12. But yes, <laughs> how did you know? But honestly, we started our firm. She was like, what do you all need? What can I do to help? I'm like, you're all the way in Jersey. We're in North Carolina. She's like, okay. 
what is it? Do you need me to mail you all stuff? Can I talk to people? Can I can you mail me some cards? Like maybe they know people in North Carolina. And I mean, just having that support for someone who's all in, technically she gets nothing out of it. It's just to see that we're doing well and she loves Alexia. She loves me, of course. But um that and then she's so honest. I'm like, Grandma Darla, we're gonna do this. She's like, uh, I don't think that that's a good idea because and I'm like that is the kind of thing you need. Some people will just kind of ride the wave and do what you're doing or let you hear what you want to hear. But my grandmother is not that person. Um, my husband, Jarrell, he is the same way. He is so supportive. He helped us with our logos. He's like the creative type person. He and Alexia are way more similar. <laughs> but um, he he's very supportive. He's like, you know, I went somewhere or I was on this website you know, you should talk to Alexia, you all can do this. He's always thinking of ways that we can do something. And he's like, oh, I was at work and this happened. You should tell Alexia with her business clients, they shouldn't do this to people because, and I was like, you don't realize you're really helping us to help our practice. My um, my dad, um, he's the same way. So I'm like, he's always telling me, yeah, I saw this guy at the mechanic shop and he was talking about this and I'm like you know you should tell people this when you have clients you don't want this to happen you know your reputation is key and I know for just those three people alone they've really helped um you know especially with like not having my mom or my her parents here anymore to see it like they were there you know certain parts along the way but to have those three people they really, really have shown so much support and honesty where they're like, I don't like that. Take that video down. <laughs> but it helps. I have a friend, Janelle, she did that. Like one of our videos, we had like two videos where there was an error we didn't even notice. And she called us so fast. I was like, Mm-mm, I care about your reputation. Fix that. There was an error right there. But I mean, some people have to just be honest. And a lot of people, if someone could have let that get out to a thousand people and then we would have been a meme or something. So <laughs> I just mean, people, you need people around you who are going to be honest and support you, not necessarily haters, but they're like, look, this is working and this isn't. I care about you. I don't get a benefit from this. It's just because I care about you. So mm. those are the qualities. Yes. The, the phrase that comes to my mind is people who speak the truth in love. Like I like that. They, they do it because of, the, of love, not because of hate as you mentioned but i love that uh so um grandmother jarell husband and then dad um big timers if they're listening to this part of the podcast i want to tell you you all well done fantastic um influence clearly um your influence is is making a difference for for ajane to be able to think about you during this question favorite qualities of her favorite people so y'all made the top three list Well, phenomenal. Um, Ajane, thank you so much for spending some time with me today on the podcast. No, thank you for having us. I really appreciate it. This was a great experience. Awesome. Well, if you're listening in, I want to encourage you again to go subscribe to their YouTube page, leave them the five-star review on Facebook. Um, it's Smith Dominguez Law, so you can find them. On, and I'll put this, this, these details in the show notes so you'll have access, easy access to their pages. I also want to encourage you to go over to the Strong Life Coach podcast over on um, Apple Podcasts and leave it the five-star review. Remember to subscribe and we'll connect with you on the next episode.